Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And his mercy endure forever. Somebody ought to touch your neighbor and say, the blood still covers. each and every one of you that are here. God has brought us into a new month. A new month, a new month. The month of March. And we are so grateful to be in month three of 2019. If God is not changing your life, if God is not moving in your life the way you need him to, I dare you to change your perspective. I dare you to change your attitude. I dare you to change your approach on life. I hope and pray that uh, our, our February series on love was one that was both delivering and fulfilling as we slowly uh, treaded through the true meaning of love and what the Bible says uh, love is according to each and every one of our different relationships. And I hope and pray that you can take last month's lesson and apply it to the rest of your life. Uh, if you were not loving people, now you do. You know, um, you don't always got to like them, right? We're going to disagree sometimes. We're going to want to hit you upside your head. But God said, don't hit them. You got to love them. All right. All right. But this month, we're excited that God has moved us into a new series. Uh, March is the month of faith. March is the month of faith. I want to uh, implore you. I want to challenge each and every one of you. That in the month of March, I want you to have faith like never before. I want you to set something that you need God to do for you by the end of March. And I want you to believe that by the end of March, God's going to do it for you. I don't care what it is. I want you to truly believe that God is going to do it. And we, we believe with you that God is going to make it happen. But if only you have faith. Amen. 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 But if only you have faith. We can't come to church and worship and sweat. But not believe God can do things for us. It don't make sense. Uh, but we want to go into this series. We want to look at James chapter 1. We're going to be looking at the entire book of James. I believe this is a really great place to start when we consider the topic of faith. James chapter 1, beginning at the first verse, going down to the eighth verse. And it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Yes, sir. 
that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Yes, sir. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Yes, sir. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Uh -huh. A double-minded man uh -huh. is unstable yes, sir. in all of his ways. Yes, sir. I want to talk about for a few minutes, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Anyone that knew my grandfather when he was in ministry, this was one of his favorite yes, scriptures. Yes, sir. One of his favorite things to teach on. Count it all joy. This month's series uh, covers the book of James. In fact, a letter that serves as a how-to manual for the Christian life. When we deal with trials, contention, and lack of faith, James teaches us that we can still have joy in the midst of our circumstances. The foundation of the book is the importance of faith. Faith or the lack thereof can determine the direction of one's life. The book of James is a letter written to a group of believing Jewish Christians. Verse 1, uh, with, uh, with the intent to, to teach on the importance of true faith in the midst of trials. Uh -huh. Even though James has much to say about the doctrine of the Christian faith, the majority of the letter is a practical teaching of the how-tos of a faith-based lifestyle. For those of us that don't know what faith is, this is a good place to start. Uh -huh. Much of the letter that we'll go over in this month's series involves James sorting through common issues in the community by teaching on the repercussions and consequences of mishandling those issues. Uh -huh. James begins this dialogue with a command, not an ask, for his brothers and sisters. What does he say? He says, count it all joy. This is typically easier to do, I admit, when life is steady and without pressure or difficulty. It's easier to have joy or to count it all joy when the bills are paid and when there's still money left in the bank. But what should I do when I'm living in the red? It's easier to have joy and to count it all joy when relationships are balanced and there is love and unity and peace in my household, but what do I do when I'm faced with separation and divorce and the ongoings of disagreements and disrespect? Yes, sir. It's easier to have joy, James, to count it all joy when my body is healthy and energetic. But what do I do, brother, when, when I'm sick and in pain and every day brings about a new illness? Yes, sir. James answers in a simple but complex way to the believer. Uh -huh. He says, count it all joy. Yes. He says that we should be joyful even when we fall into trials. Yeah. 
We all could say that a joyful attitude doesn't necessarily seem synonymous with trials, but James reminds us that the connection between the two is purposeful. You see, as a Christian, beloved, we should remember that trials are to be expected in this life. I don't know what you thought when you decided to become saved, uh, but this saved life ain't an easy life. It's not a hit or miss possibility, but an expected reality based on James's use of when rather than if. Whether it's being joyful in the midst of physical pain, a loss of a job, or relationship issues, these things can be handled with a different perspective. If there's nothing else that you get from this sermon on this morning, in order for you to get beyond what you're going through, you're going to have to change your perspective. Considering that this letter, letter was... Uh, written to Christians, we should remember that we cannot avert falling into trials strictly based on our love for God. Just because you proclaim God does not mean that hell is not going to come in your house. Just because you decide to love God and follow God does not mean that your finances are not going to be under attack. The moment you said, God, I love you, is the moment you put a target on your back. Even me, myself, as I consider this passage of scripture personally, I took an account into this week I had. Yeah. This was by far the most difficult week I've ever had to experience as a leader. All right. This week uh, was one that was trying to uh, my patience, uh-huh. I should say. Yeah. You know, I have a couple of employees that fall under me. Uh, that are that are knowledgeable of the job, but are annoying. <laughs> Rightfully so. They know everything about the job, but they want me to answer questions. Uh-huh. You know, they, they purposely, it seems like they purposely set out to make me mad. That's how I take it, you know. And, and, and you know, things are happening on the job where uh, I'm getting reports from other departments that these individuals are not acting according to the way they should be acting. And I got such an influx this week that it took me out of my norm. I was impatient. I was I was frustrated. I was I was short with people. I wasn't the nicest of individuals to talk to. People are asking me questions. I say, go figure it out. That ain't me, you know. Uh, go look at the policies. I, they tell you better than I can, you know. I was just frustrated. I was frustrated, and the more I prayed, the worse it got. <laughs> Have you ever been at a point in your life where you were praying for something and the more you prayed for it, the worse things got? Yes, yes, sir. I must reference at this point verse 3. Verse 3 of this scripture, it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I failed to realize what I was praying for at the beginning of the week. You've got to understand that I kind of brought all this on me because of what I was praying for. I woke up on Monday and I woke up on Tuesday and every other day in the week and I said, God, give me patience. I said, God, I want to have 
more patience. I want to love people more. I want to have more compassion. But the scripture in verse 3 says that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I did not understand why all this hell was breaking loose on my job and people was acting like they was dumb. It was because God was testing my patience. See, you've got to understand, you've got to realize and be careful of what you're praying for. A lot of the stuff that's happening in your life today is because you prayed God for it. Some of y'all been praying for healing and some of you been praying for deliverance, but God wants to know how faithful you're going to be where you are right now. So while you're praying, you still got to have faith. Somebody said change your perspective. Don't forget about what you're praying about. Stop praying for stuff and thinking that when you get done with your amen that everything's going to be right. God says that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You can't have patience without me trying you in your faith. So it's going to be some up, down, up and some down type of days. You're going to feel like going to work and you're going to feel like quitting. You're going to feel like hugging people and you're going to feel like slapping people. But the trying of your faith worketh patience. The testing of your faith in verse 3 is the basis for why we are to count these things as joy instead of despair. Alright. The testing of our faith produces the ability to be immovable mm -hmm. in the presence of opposition. Yes, sir. And the ability to withstand hardships or stressful activity. Yes, sir. Somebody say endurance. 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 Endurance is, endurance is an active word. How many of us have endurance? Somebody say sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's an active word, not a passive end goal. You know, we all want to be strong. Yeah. No matter what aspect of life, it ain't always in church. We just always want to be strong. We want to be in, uh, independent. You know, we, we want to make it look like we got everything together. All right. We got all the answers and all the remedies for sicknesses and all of this. You know, people come to us for answers. Everybody wants endurance. James is showing us that God is desiring to strengthen us for our troublesome journey by producing something in us that will help us stand fast under pressure. Somebody say endurance. endurance. In order for us to have faith, we must also have endurance. You All cannot right. have faith and be weak-minded. That's right. Faith with doubting is not faith. If you think about it in the most simplest of terms, if you think about a runner, a racer in a marathon, a runner in a marathon cannot have, watch this, the expectation of winning if he or she is unwilling to run the entire race. That's easy. You cannot be expect you cannot expect your life to be victorious and prosperous but you sit on the lazy boy of your life. Yeah. <laughs> thinking that people and life is just going to serve you a good hand. <laughs> Faith is in action. Yes it is. That should manifest through your body, mind, 
and soul. Yes, That's why James 2 and 14, it says it this way. It says, what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Then James says in that same chapter, a couple of verses down in 26, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You cannot have faith that God is going to give you your dream job, but you fail to apply and put it in application. That's the truth. You cannot say that God is going to bless you in your finances, people of God, and you don't pay your tithe. All right now. Come on. You cannot say that I will be healed, but every time somebody asks you how you're doing, I'm just going through. I'm better than I was yesterday. I'm so so. That's not faith. All right. Then James brings up the importance of prayer. A lot of us don't like to pray. All right. A lot of us don't like to pray because it makes us feel weird. A lot of us don't like to pray because it makes us feel like we're talking to ourselves. Most of us don't know how to pray. Let's be real. Most of us. Try to do too much in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> when God get our prayer, he's sifting through what we're saying and trying to see what you're talking about because you done said so many these, thous, and those. Our Father, we are in heaven, God, we come knee bow down in the bed and the head and all that stuff. Like, y'all doing all of this and God ain't listening to none of that. That don't get you saved. That don't get you delivered. But we fluff up prayer and make it difficult. Yeah. Prayer is a conversation. Yeah. Yes, sir. Just like you talk to me, you ought to talk to God. Yes. Minus profanity. Right. I don't think he wants to hear that. Right. <laughs> but you know, God, look, I need some help. Yeah. Be real. Yes. I believe that in order for you to pray effectively, you need to know the word. Yes. The best way to pray is to remind God of what he's written in his word. God, you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. But I feel left alone. Take him at his word. Most of us don't like to pray, but it is important to pray according to James uh, in, in verse 6, indicating that God indeed responds favorably to those who make requests to him. But the emphasis is on faith. The problem is with the people of God that we like to discuss with others what we need to happen in our life. We like to sit down and talk about our lives and let everybody know what's going on in our life. Getting, getting perspectives from people that ain't got no weight in this world. Getting perspectives from people that ain't got a pot nor a window. But God responds favorably to those who make requests to him. 
you got to know who you're praying to. Yeah. He says it in the verse. He says, but let him ask how? In faith. Not wavering. God, I'm worried about my children. God, I don't think you can bring them out, but I need you to bring them out. You're wasting breath and prayers. All right. Emphasis is on faith. But let him ask in faith, nothing waver for it. He that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I wonder how many Christians, how many believers have been tossed. There is a necessary attitude on our part that James discusses. Asking in faith without doubting. James compares this doubter to the waves of the sea and are blown and tossed by the wind in verse 6 and 7. The term double-minded in verse 8 is the Greek word dipsikos, meaning two souls. I wonder how many two-souled Christians do we have coming to church Sunday after Sunday. We pray and we worship and we shout and we got a good dance. We take our shoes off and we come from the back of the church to the front of the church so that people can see us praise. But when we go here, we as empty as a can. We two souls. James says that a doubter is like a man with two souls and unstable in not just his prayer life, but in all his ways. Never trust a person that prays and doubts God. There are a lot of two-faced, two-spirited people in the body of Christ. Yes, sir. We sing about God. Yes, We go to prophetic conferences where the prophets are prophesying. And we stand in line and we are the hundredth person. And when we get to the prophet and he says things over us and he puts his hand on our head with the oil, we fall on the floor and we shake and they cover us with the cover. And we get up and we say how delivered we are. And we find that prophet after church and we go, brother, I just want to let you know how great of a person you are. And I thank you for speaking in my life. And I just feel like a change has happened. Yeah, we like that. We do all of that. We claim that we have faith, but all along we question God's abilities to deliver us from our issues. We go back home and we deal with the same hell because we don't have the faith to believe that God can bring us out. We go and we sit and we soak in hell because we don't have the faith to believe that when we pray at church, that prayer is going to sweep through our household. This shows us, shows just how defeating it is to have uncertainty in God. Because you have two opposing thoughts facing each other at the same time. Uh Some schizophrenic people. (laughs) However, verse 6 and 8 through 8 shows what it looks like to have constant conflict with oneself. Yes, sir. However, God gives wisdom generously to those who ask in faith. Yes. 
We must be wholeheartedly dedicated to the Lord yes. and nothing else. Uh -huh. Stop treating your job, your money maker, uh -huh. better than you treat God. All right. Amen. You committed to going to work every, every day. Yeah. But you can't come to church on one day. Yes, sir. You committed to showing up on time to church, to work every day, clocking in, but you can't commit to coming to church on time. My it's Lord. opposite. It's backwards. Yes, you double-minded person. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you schizophrenic saint. for which it is made. And a perfect Christian is one of such a character that he fulfills the object for which he has been made a Christian. Entire, lacking in nothing. Conveys the idea of being properly adjusted and arranged so that our avenues of temptation are properly guarded. A builder never thinks of putting a window in the floor or a door in the ceiling. Well, and God would have our moral nature so adjusted that we may have everything in its place mm -hmm. and consequently entire lacking nothing. You've got to understand who you were created yes. to be. When God stepped out into the world in the beginning. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness. Uh -huh. Which means that when God decided to call your name, uh -huh. even before your birth date, you had every answer that you would ever need for any aspect of your life. Right. That ought to bless a few people. Yeah. For those of us that think we too deep to be delivered, God says, I birthed in you the answer. All you've got to do is tap into that seed. Touch your neighbor, say it was in you from the beginning. It was in you from the beginning. It was in you from the beginning. Uh, that winning, that victorious attitude was in you from the beginning. But see, somewhere along the line when you became and went from toddler to youth to adult, the devil creeped in your mind and told you that you'll never make it and, and told you because you're black that you'll never be prosperous and told you because you're a woman that you can't do things and told you because you're a man in this country that you'll never win. But God says, I put the answer in you at birth. Somebody ought to shout your birthday out because the day that you was birthed was the day that you got 
You see, the problem with the people of God is that we've been staying too long in church, but we got one foot in the world and one foot in God. We got one foot in sin and one foot in righteousness. One day we want to sin and the next day we want to pray. One day we want to quote scripture and the next day we want to curse. One day we want to lay hands and the next day we want to lay hands. We spend way too much time with one foot in the world. And one foot in God. God says if you're going to have faith in me, you're going to have to have all faith in me. It's going to have to cover every aspect of your life. You can't believe me to heal your body, but not believe me to fix your loss. God says I'm bigger than that. With one foot set in the world and the other foot set on the Lord, there will always be tension and strain. You realize and you wonder why you wake up and things just always seem to bother you. Uh -huh. Always seem to get on your nerve. The same people with the same words and the same tactics get under your skin and make you want to quote unquote lose your religion. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you spend too much time with one foot in the world and one foot in the Lord. You want to please people and try to please God. Our lives will always experience turmoil when we come to church for the fun of it, but never seek to change on the inside. Double-minded Christians. I've got faith to believe that God can fix it, but every time I get stressed and worried, I numb the pain with alcohol and marijuana and drugs. Double-minded Christians. I've got faith that God can bless my finances, but I'm not willing to work at managing what I have right now. Double-minded Christians. The problem with the church today is that we have way too many people, preachers and lay members alike, proclaiming God, but internally are a modern, modern day Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Some of us know who that is. You know what the story is. Yeah. You know, in this story, Dr. Jekyll is a peaceable man. You know, uh -huh. he, he got it all together. You know, he's a nice man. He hugs people. He loves people. He has many friends and a positive stature in the community. He's well known, a very wealthy and well-known man. Uh, but he has a personal struggle with battles between evil and good within him. Uh -huh. And has tried to repress his evil desires all his life. Uh -huh. That sounds like us. Through a series of events, he eventually, this is what we do, cave into his evil personality. Uh -huh. Known as Mr. Howe. Yeah. Who is violent and malicious and thrives off of fleshly pleasures. Uh -huh. How many of us love to tap in to our Mr. Hyde. How many of us keep a bottle of Mr. Hyde in our pockets? We wish somebody would say something off the cuff 
a can of Mr. Hot. See, I changed it from last week. Thank you. In the same way, in the same way that we battle with standing in faith and doubting, Dr. Jekyll battled with his spirit and his flesh to the point of becoming two people. You've got to understand, people of God, that what you're going through is not because of environment. It is not because of the president. It is not because of the governor or whoever we get as a mayor. It is because of the spirit that is working against you. Yes, Stop trying to fight what is in the spirit with natural things. And we wonder why our communities are in shambles. It is because the people of God are not praying enough. It's because we won't change our mindset. And if you don't be careful, you will find out that the church will become a community of people that have two people living inside of them. And you'll wonder why the church is not growing because visitors are coming to the church saying you praise God, but they saw you last night in the club. All right. Yes. They see you praising God with them glorious anointed lips, but you just cursed out somebody on Facebook last week. Yes. In your about me status, you got I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but everything that comes out your mouth is damnation. All right, teach us today. You got two people living on the inside of you. I urge each of you today to be all in for God. Be faithful to him in everything that you do and trust that in all things he will provide. God has so much in store for us. He has a plan for each of us to be prosperous. So do as James says. He says, so count it all joy. Life may toss you from one pain to another, one uh, despair to another, but count it all joy. Good days may be Hard to come by, but count it all joy. Life may leave you lonely and fragile, but count it all joy. Temptations may cause you to revert back to your old self, but count it all joy. Fear may leave you fractured and bereaved, bruised and battered, but count it all joy. Why? Because we know that the trying of our faith working patience. So let patience have her perfect work. Somebody ought to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, count it all joy. Give God a hand praise for his word. We hope that this message has blessed you and can carry you through your week. For more information, visit www.afcoutreach.com.